Hello, everybody. This is the DVM Divas podcast. Today, our hot topic is that of holiday leave, holiday on call, all the holiday work stuff. Then I will have our life hack that I'm super excited to share with everybody. Then we've got Maria with her mom, Bail. And Melissa's going to round us out with a mama win. So we'll be good to go. So join us as we go beyond the stethoscope. Welcome to DVM Divas Beyond the Stethoscope. It's no secret that the veterinary profession is dominated by women. In fact, we make up over 60% of the workforce, and that number just keeps growing. But it's not just the numbers that are growing. Our stress and frustration levels are climbing at exponential rates. Between social media challenges, public misconceptions, and the constant competition with Dr. Google, we are finding it harder and harder to be happy and fulfilled veterinary women. Because of this, depression and suicide rates are at all-time highs in our little corner of the world. And in order to help us combat these things, we need an outlet. We need a safe place where we can open up and discuss all of the issues that we are currently struggling with. So listen along as we, the DVM Divas, discuss our trials and our troubles, as well as celebrate our wins and accomplishments. And join us as we forever test the limits of what it means to be a badass woman in the veterinary industry. So, who are we? Well, I'm Melissa. I'm a Kansas State grad and have been practicing for nearly 20 years. I have a mixed animal practice with my husband and one other partner. And I'm a mom to three very busy kids. One in elementary, one in middle school, and one in high school. Hi, I'm Annie. I too am a wife and a mama and a veterinarian. I am a Washington State grad that has done a little bit of everything as far as veterinary medicine is concerned. I'm really excited to be here, share my story, and get to hear your stories as well. My name is Maria. I am a full-time small animal veterinarian and a full-time mom to two beautiful little boys. Currently, I am practicing on the East Coast after trying our luck on the Front Range in Colorado for a year. After missing our family and of course the delicious food and the beautiful ocean, we decided to come back to Jersey where we are finally home. Follow us on Instagram at DVM Divas. Like us on Facebook and join our group at DVM Divas Beyond the Stethoscope. Want to discuss something or interested in being a guest? Email us at admin at dvmdivas.com or comment on one of our social media profiles. We hope you will come along and leave your stethoscopes at work and join us. Laugh with us cry with us as we take this profession back from discontent. Grow with us as we remember why we ever wanted to be veterinarians in the first place. Today, ladies, I know it's not quite here yet, but it'll be here before we know it. We've got the holiday season coming up quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I know how, well, by the time this airs, Halloween will have gone, but (laughs) we've got Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And I know it's always something that we talk about. I guess I've talked about with my you know, other vet friends or clinics that I've worked at. And I wanted to see what you girls' thoughts were. So how do you guys deal with holidays and leave and time off and all the things? I don't work Christmas Eve or Christmas. It's just, I don't. It's just because I'm Christian and Christmas Eve is very big and Christmas Day is big. So we celebrate Christmas Eve at one, Christmas Day at another. You know, I used to, and it was really stressful trying to get out of the clinic to drive an hour to be at somebody else's house and be presentable, (laughs) like not disheveled. And so I said, I'm not doing it anymore. And I laid, this is, this is what I can do. 
Um, and there was a little bit of pushback uh, when I joined my new job a couple years ago, but I just, I, I just don't do it. And we're not open Christmas Eve and Christmas. Those are the, the, to me, those are the only holiday, holidays I worry about. I would work any other holiday. I don't care. But as long as I have those two days off, and honestly, I think that it should be respected because a lot of people celebrate it. I do. And I think everybody should be closed. But I realize I'm in a different situation than everybody else because I have two emergency facilities in my town Mm -hmm. that are within five minutes from my hospital. Oh, wow. And I have one that's about 10 minutes away. And then I'm 20 minutes from Penn. And that's not even just there's a ton of them here. So for me, like we're closed, go to emergency, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, my nearest emergency clinic is over a hundred miles. Right. Whoa. Yeah. And that's the university. So how do you guys, do you guys do like on call? Do you do, Mm -hmm. are you closed like half day before? We are. So for Christmas and New Year's, we are closed a half day for Christmas Eve and a half. We get off at noon, Christmas mm-hmm. Eve and New Year's Eve, and closed all day Christmas Day, New Year's Day, and then back to work the day after, you know, mm-hmm. like normal. Yeah. So basically a day and a half where the clinic is closed. Now, sometimes if it happens to fall on a weekend, you know, we'll stretch it into the weekend, but right. it, it, we're in a small town and there's just really not options for our clients. So if they need help, we have to be available. So yeah, we do have, I mean, there's always a doctor on call. So even if we're not open, there is somebody available. Mm-hmm. We kind of rotate that through the the doctors. Yeah. How do you pick your rotation? Like, is it I want this weekend off first come first serve. Do you guys rotate through like mm-hmm. legit? I had Christmas last year. You get Christmas this year. We're working towards that. Um, right now, since it's just for the long time, it's just been myself and my husband and then one other partner. Well, when we came to the practice, we said, you know, we're a husband and wife team, but that does not mean that we want to be on call 66% of the time. Right. If I was another associate that was not married, <laughs> to one of the other team members, Mm -hmm. it would be a lot different, but it is, it, I don't know. It is kind of a double standard that we, I, we don't take, I guess, equal call. So the way it works is that I am technically on paper an associate and my husband and the other partner are the owners. Mm -hmm. And so I work six weekends a year and then the, between my husband and my partner, then they take 50% each of the remaining weekends. And then on the holidays, yeah, we kind of split it by like the summer holidays, the three-day weekend holidays. So Memorial Day and Labor Day, we usually flip-flop those each year. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the midweek or one day off holidays, which would be 4th of July and Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. So what, we flip-flop those usually each year. And then there's the day and a half holidays, which are New Year's and Christmas. Right. And so we try to just flip-flop those. Right. Um, but we're flexible because we're family, we're close. You know, right. we're all like, our other partner just told me tonight, actually, he's like, well, I thought I was going to, he was planning to work Thanksgiving, but then he's got some issues with some other family and his mom and this and that. And, and we're not really going anywhere this Thanksgiving. Right. So we're like, oh, we can switch. It's not a big deal. We can trade. So yeah. we try to rotate it so that it stays as fair as possible, but we're very flexible about it too. Right. That's awesome. That's like, I feel like yeah. a really good way to make the best of a crappy mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> I know for- yeah. For us being really rural, when there were just two of us partners, it really sucked because it was 
every other holiday. Like we, we tried to do that. Like, okay, I would like mm-hmm. to go see my family for either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like let's riddle it out. Um, I know for a few years there, it really stunk because Kirk and I are not my Kirk <laughs> and I are not in the same practice. And yeah. so like one year it doesn't make a difference. he had Christmas, I had mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and I was like, well, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. But then too, like with his work, because he does primarily all of that production medicine, her <laughs> checks don't get moved. Mm, yeah. My husband has a herd check 5 a.m. Christmas. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these, you know, these guys that do production med and like farmers, ranchers too. They work. Those cows need taken care of. Right. It's not a, they're, yeah, they're not off on holidays. And that's the thing, you know, my husband's family farms. Yeah. Chores get done Mm -hmm. 365 days a year. There is never a day off. And so, and I think him coming from that culture, you know, and like when we go to family events, they all understand that too. Like they know that, okay, we're not going to show up until the afternoon because we have to do stuff in the morning. And it's, and we know that there's going to be certain times of year when some family members are not there because they're in the field or they're doing whatever. And so helpful for us because our family that we do most of our holiday stuff with is within 45 minutes of us. So we don't have to travel really far distances, but I, but I am so envious of the clinics and businesses that can just close for three days at a time. I would Mm -hmm. love to do that. It's great. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's great. And this year, like I work with my other full-time vet is amazing. And she like, she's an older, she's been out 30 years and Mm -hmm. she's, her kids are grown. So she's really, um, wonderful the fact that she'll always like flip-flop with me so I asked her I said this year do you mind I know we have off Christmas Eve and Christmas and I'm supposed to come back the next day I I asked her do you mind working that day and then I'll pick up the day after and you can have Mm -hmm. off and she was like oh absolutely you should spend that extra day with your kids and so that's great Right. Like she, we have a very good relationship where we can work together with each other. And it's nice because when she wants off, I will work for her. Right. Because she will do anything she can to make sure that I have the time with my kids that I need. That's awesome. Yeah. You can't beat that. You can't beat it. And, but I also have the luxury of having all these ERs, you know, My problem is when someone goes, I went to the ER, I have to call like eight places and be like, I don't know which one you went to. Oh, I would love to have that problem. (laughs) Let me take that back. My text problem is. (laughs) But I know working out rurally, I think our closest ER was an hour. The clinic I'm at now, which is all small, it's the same ER, but it's only maybe 30 minutes away. Yeah. So what do you do when you have people going to specialists? They don't go to specialists. Oh, so <laughs> either they don't go or so we have two ERs that are pretty local. One of which is specialty during the day, mm-hmm. ER overnight. So gotcha. like this week I had a little puppy that was crashing and I just sent, I was like, you're going to go there overnight because we've got him <laughs> stable. And then you're going to see internal medicine in the day. So yeah. just, you're going to tuck in. You're going to stay <laughs> Don't you want to see a back? No. I mean, yes, when he's doing well and not severely hypoglycemic. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have toyed around with the idea of doing like a co-opt emergency center with mm-hmm. other neighboring clinics Yeah, where we, it, we've even sort of fantasized about where we would put it and how it would be sort of centrally located amongst mm-hmm. at about five different clinics. There's, and that's the thing within 50 mile radius, probably not even that much, maybe within like a 30 or 40 mile radius, there's about four or five other clinics. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're all mixed animal rural right. practices. So, and we have a couple that are solo doctor practices. So, so they're kind of actually fairly interested in the concept where we would actually put up we just don't know how to logistically and financially make it feasible. Like we don't even care about it being profitable. We just don't want it to like drain us and bankrupt us. Right. Where we would yeah. you know, just basically kind of have an after hours emergency place that we would take turns working at. So almost like an ER mm-hmm. shift that yeah. we would just know that, okay, this weekend it's my turn. And you just know I'm going to once every six weeks or whatever time frame it would be that you would just be there and you would just stay there and you wouldn't have to, you know, right now what we struggle with is we're on call, but we still try to live our lives. And right. so, you know, we're at a family event or we're doing something and it's like, there's this always this lingering haunting feeling that, oh, don't get too attached to whatever you're doing because you might have to leave and go do something else. Mm-hmm. But I almost wonder if I knew kind of like when I was in vet school where I just knew I was going to be there and I just set up camp and work on other stuff if it wasn't busy. And I don't know. I don't know. If, we don't know how we can make that work yeah. financially. It's a super interesting idea though. Yeah. Because we know we can't hire an ER vet. We, we, there's just, right. first of all, there's not enough emergency vets. There's a huge, huge shortage of those. Hey, any ER vets that are listening to this, if you are interested in a really pretty light workload with opportunity to grow, with opportunity to grow, we are open to bringing you in. I can't tell you that the pay is going to be phenomenal, <laughs> but the cost of living isn't that cost expensive? of living is great. During the days, weekdays, especially your schedule would be super open and flexible. Hit me up, send me a message, (laughs) talk to me. Yeah. It's like emergency light. It may ease you into becoming an emergency Mm -hmm. doctor. Yeah. A bonus would be as if you're not afraid of cows and sticking your arms up the vaginas of cows and the uteruses of cows. Oh my God. See, this is not the job for me. <laughs> I had you until cow uterus. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. You had me until the location. Oh. Because I would need a basement. <laughs> oh, we'll put a basement. I can, I can arrange that. We can, we can dig a hole. <laughs> I'll be like, oh my gosh, there's a storm. Where's the emergency doctor? She's in her <laughs> hole. Don't worry about it. It's fine. She'll come out in an hour. We put her in isolation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I re- one of our YouTube videos needs to be Maria palpating a cow. Oh, yeah. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have a question about the holiday thing for you. Yes. Okay. So if you guys are rotating holidays between the two doctors, did you ever think about joining with the other clinics? Because I know you talked about like an ER, but Mm -hmm. this Christmas, this year, this Mm -hmm. doctor's on call 10 minutes down the road to give you the time every so often to just have that break. Yeah. We, so, and we have had some conversations and it seems like these conversations are getting a little more often 
a little more frequent now. Some of the clinics are interested in doing that. Some are not. Mm -hmm. And so there's always that sort of fine line between who are you comfortable sending your clients to. And we're all colleagues and we all have a really pretty good working relationship, but there is still that that kind of competition sort of undertone there. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are, and don't get me wrong, there are certainly have been times when we've had significant like family events, whether it's a wedding that, you know, like somebody's child is getting married or we had, you know, deaths in the family and things like that, where we have basically said, you know, we're not open today. We're not working today. And the other clinics have certainly stepped up and, right. you know, help basically do relief kind of work for us. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do add that to a little bit. We've never formally just said we're, we're going to do this, but those conversations have come up because it's a quality of life issue. Yeah. And, and that's something that we're going to have to really, really think about when it comes time to bringing in younger associates and younger associates that one day we hope will become partners and right. buy into the practice and become practice owners because it's really hard to sell this job with the idea that you're always on call and there's always that pull. And, and I don't blame, I don't blame new grads and younger grads at all for wanting to change that because personally, that's the biggest stress for me is giving up my family and my personal time after hours. I don't, I would be busy all day, every day from the minute I walked in the door to the minute I left the door. If I knew that I was leaving and I was done and I could go home at that minute and just be done, I would love that. But in our situation, that's not a possibility. Right. And that's really interesting because after going from splitting all on call for small and large every other day for years, now being where I'm at, I don't do any on call. Mm -hmm. I don't work any weekends. I leave Mm -hmm. at five. I leave at five. Sometimes they'll call the next day to follow up on a case or something, but rarely. And if it is, it's quick. I'm sorry. I'm bothering you. Let me get this done. Thank you. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. But now it's funny because it used to really super bug me that Kirk would work those mornings, that Christmas morning, Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve morning, Thanksgiving morning, you know, all the things. But now it's like, I get the chance to give back to the rest of the people. So I work the day after Christmas. Mm -hmm. I work the day after Thanksgiving. You know, I pick up those days that maybe gives them just one more day off. Mm-hmm. You know, they get one more day. And like this year, my mom and dad are coming down. So the girls aren't even going to notice that we're gone, quite frankly. <laughs> They're like, grandma and grandpa are here. Yep. We give no poops about where we are as long as right. grandma and grandpa are here. Yeah. So like I try to pick up some of those other days and I don't regret it. I don't have any grudges about it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, they pull more because I'm not here every other day. Right. So, you know, I can pitch in a little bit and help yeah. them out. That's great. That they get another day off. So it's more of that, like, hey, we'll work together and kind of figure out something that works for everybody. Okay. So let's turn the tables just a little bit and talk about our support teams. How do your clinics handle it as far as leave requests from techs and receptionists and office managers? And, you know, is there, is it seniority based? Is it um, on a rotation? You know, what's kind of the protocol for those high demand days off? Because if your, if your clinic and your hospital is open the day after Thanksgiving, somebody has to work. How does that get handled? Ours is a first come first serve basis, basically. I don't get too much into the power schedule, like the power schedules. Mm-hmm. And typically some of the staff is on like, uh, these are the days I work 
And if it doesn't fall on that day, they don't work it. But Mm -hmm. it's basically a first come first serve basis. The idea behind it is you have to work a holiday. Like you have to work like some of the holidays, just like you have to work 50% of the weekends. So if your hospital is open seven days a week, you have to work four weekend days, not two. They just, it's a first come first serve basis. If you're supposed to work Black Friday, like on Fridays and you come in and it's Black Friday and you run off, if there is not enough people to take like if too many people already took off too bad you have to work because then we're going to be telling doctors they can't come in because we can't support them and it's not we we can't close so that's how they do it where I am so I'm curious on first come first serve what's the like time frame for that can somebody put in a year in advance that they want off the following year I honestly do you know know. I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you're going to have those go-getters and they're like, nope. I would be like, I am not working for the next five years. On right. Like, is there like, when is, when is that window open that they can sort of put in their request? I don't, you know, how do you determine first come first serve? I'm curious. I'm just curious about that. I don't know. I don't know if it's like they have to put the PTO in, they have to tell the manager, right. you know, but I have no idea. Hmm. I know when I had the clinic, I had a really amazing staff and they would just figure it out. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to have one doctor here. I need a receptionist. I need a technician. I can run bare bones. Like you all sort it out. And they were pretty good about, oh, well, your son's coming this year. So why don't I take that day? And then you take this day. And so they were pretty good about sorting it out. Where I'm at now, I don't, I know we run with fewer doctors. So normally we have- four-ish doctors in a day. And I know this year it's just me and the owner that are there on those Fridays after. So, yeah. I think if you have a good support staff they and they work well together, nine times out of 10, they're there to help each other. And yeah. I think that, I mean, if you have a good support staff, the hospital is going to run smoothly. Everyone cares about everyone, you know? Yeah. So I think at that point they can afford money. <laughs> so funny. Look, I was thinking like they all care about each other. And yes. And so like, I remember hearing one of them (laughs) this week, a couple of them were visiting and the one was like, well, you have family. So like, why don't you take the, like take off the day after Christmas and I'll work that trip for you. I'm going out for New Year's. Why don't you cover the after New Year's for me? And so it was that like, yeah, you have family, you know, you want to be with them. And the other one's like, I'm, I'm not going to be well for a few days. It was just super cute. I actually, um, at one of the CE meetings I was at, it was, it was a lot of practice management and and that kind of thing. And one, I think she was a practice manager. She had said that the way that what had been working for their clinic, they, I don't last year or sometime, they actually put all of the support scheduling into the hands of the support team. And like you said, Mm -hmm. and they said, she said, look, they said as the ownership and the management said, these are the shifts that need covered. And, you know, everybody had certain hours that they either were required by contract to work or, you know, whatever everybody's designated hours were, but they let them just kind of work it out themselves. You know, whether what days off they wanted, what the the actual, you know, management and ownership had nothing to do with it. And they said, as long as these shifts are covered, we don't care if the same person works four days in a row and then takes four days off. If that's what everybody is agreeing to and everybody just kind of works it out. And she said it was working amazingly well. Are they doing that for everything or just for holidays? No, everything, every, everything. 
Really? Yeah. She said it, she said they were terrified to do it, but they said they gave it like a two month trial run just to see how it would go. And she said, all of our shifts were covered. Everybody was happy. They were working it out amongst themselves. And since they had ownership in it, there wasn't the bickering and every, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be situations where one person dominates or there's yeah. maybe a quiet person who doesn't speak up. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there are certainly rooms for improvement in that scenario, but right. It was pretty fascinating to, to learn about and something to consider, I think. And that's awesome. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, so for practice managers and hospital managers and things, you know, that may be something to experiment with maybe incrementally. I mean, I wouldn't say do it all at once, cold Turkey, especially if you have a really, (laughs) really big staff here, figure it out guys. Yeah. We're done. You do it now. I can just imagine the office managers taking the pile of papers with the schedule. Yeah. She's like, I've had it. Yeah. <laughs> but it could, even if you just did it as an experiment, it could maybe help open that curtain a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, for the, the people who don't normally do scheduling to go, oh, this is kind of complicated. There's a lot of moving parts here. You know, if everybody kind of did like a role exchange every so often, mm-hmm. but it was really fascinating. And I remember the, all the looks of all the like other office managers, hospital managers, owners in the room, they're like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, work, work it out. Great. So that is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Anything else? Yeah. You know, we're, and I'm honestly asking you guys, cause we're kind of running into this a little bit this year is that, you know, particularly the day after Thanksgiving is we have a lot, we don't have a huge team. I, I literally have four support staff in my team. That's it. Three doctors, four support staff, two buildings. Oh, well, and I guess I have high schoolers. I have like four to five part-time high schoolers that do all our kennel work and all that kind of stuff. So I can never complain that I'm short staff. <laughs> yeah. But our, our caseload is much, I mean, it's proportional to our caseload. So okay. it's workable. But the day after Thanksgiving notoriously is a shitstorm, for lack of a better word. Hopefully we don't get the E rating for that. It is just a, a busy, busy day. We have a ton of boarders in, a ton of boarders, a bunch that just boarded for Thanksgiving themselves. And then they're going home the day after the Thanksgiving. We have some that are just coming in for the weekend. We're usually at capacity in the boarding standpoint. And it never fails. We have all, you know, probably four pancreatitis cases at least because it's Thanksgiving minimum. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, in the fall, we're still working a lot of cattle. So Mm -hmm. the guys are usually trying to squeeze in preg checks and things in between other appointments. And so then you start taking away support team members. It just makes it almost unmanageable. And so we just, we're not sure how to, we don't want to be the bad guy. We got to tell somebody no. And so I think what we've decided this year, we're going to just start doing is kind of making it on a rotation base because all of our employees have been there for several years and not going anywhere. So, you know, we don't really have a standout as far as who's a senior member, who's not. And we just don't want it to always fall on the same person. Yeah. You know, I think the only real fair way to do it is to say, okay, you know, we can't give everybody off. We can give Honestly, we can probably only give one person the full day off and maybe one other person the half day off. Mm -hmm. And I think we're just going to have to rotate that from year to year. I think that's going to be best. Like if we are, have to be open up holidays or these days that people want off starting the rotation now. And, um, like you said, like Memorial day and Labor day, you flip flop. And if you Mm -hmm. have such 
small amount of support staff. This person has all this day. This person has all that day, you know, Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and 4th of July, like just flip flop them. So that way it gives everybody the chance to have off a day. And then next year you get the other day off. Yeah. It's just trying to figure out who gets that part first. And if you look at it, you know, does seniority get it? Does moms get it? Does family out of state get it? Like someone who has to travel, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that at some point they have to work among themselves. And that's what I said, like your staff should, we would hope that your staff is caring enough and is supportive enough that they'll be like, you know what? You're flying. I don't want to have to have you come back that day. Go spend the day with your family. I'll work your shift, but can you do this for me? Yeah. And like do like a, a share that like that. I think that's a good idea. And I, I think that's kind of where we're at that. You know, and I think they know that we don't want to have to tell somebody no, but for the, it's also not fair to have somebody flying solo and having to do oh, the job yeah. of three other people. Just so somebody else can go holiday shopping or, you know. Can you incentivize it? I don't know. Pay time and a half. Pay time and a half. I mean, then you got to pay out more taxes, but could you bonus it? Like, Uh, yeah. Or Um, you get a different paid day off of your choosing later? Yeah, then that's a good idea. Um, on some really, really crappy days where we've just had those like horrible, horrible days, you know, every sometime, every now and then there may be a little, um, little cash envelope that shows up in somebody's cubby just as a, Hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, we could actually make it more of a, an actual formal thing that is, Hey, if you work this day, we know that it's a sacrifice for you to do it. We're going to try to make it up to you later yeah. by, yeah, like you said, Something. maybe just a bonus day off some other, some other time on, during one of the slower periods when right. um, it could be like a bonus time with blackout dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving is a blackout day. Definitely a blackout. <laughs> not that date. It's not, it's not black Friday. It's a blackout. <laughs> there will be no time off on that day. Um, so we went over a lot of things and it was really interesting to get your guys' perspective on on call and weekends. Well, not weekends, but holidays because um, I know it's a big, a big deal. Um, and yeah, Ray, I'm super jealous. <laughs> super jealous. It's wonderful. It's like great. <laughs> Remember, we're, we're looking to hire yes. an emergency light. <laughs> They'll dig you a hole. We'll dig you a hole. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you will be safe from tornadoes and yes. other storms. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to kind of see in here how everybody else deals with it. So thank you. And it's really nice to hear too, that there's not quite as much drama as I thought about it. You know, everybody just kind of pitches in and works together and gets it all done. So that was cool. Well, and if you are listening and you do have some of that drama, you know, we would love to hear about it. Like we like yeah. drop us a line, start the conversation. I mean, maybe... I don't know if we could help you or not. Maybe we gave you some tips possibly that could help, but we know that there is drama out there. Yes. You know? <laughs> so yes. we, we want to try and help you guys through it as much as possible. Yes, for sure. So yeah, if you do have any, or if you'd like us to touch on it again or something, please let us know any one of our social media profiles. So next up, we have our hacks and our wins and fails. We, I will send it over to Maria, who told us that she had a bit of a mom fail this week. So it's actually a life fail. If you are following our YouTube, you'll notice that I have put up a vlog about self-care and how today I had a day off and it was me by myself. The kids went to daycare. 
um, I would rearrange my schedule so that way the other doctor can have off because she was going away. So it kind of goes in with what we were talking about because we work very well together. So I decided to, you know, like everyone talks about self-care, mani-pedis, but I'm like, I'm not going to the salon because let's be honest with you, it probably would take me more time than I can do it at home. So <laughs> I sent you ladies a picture earlier of me and my nails. Weren't they nice? Gorgeous. They were very nice. Right. Look at them now. What <laughs> <laughs> did you do? I picked up my jacket. Oh, no. When I was heading out the door to get the kids at daycare. No. Yes, I picked up my jacket. And this is why I, oh, when I do my nails, I buy the color street nails so I could just file it off and be done. What are color street nails? You've never heard. Well, when I order them next, that will be my life one. Okay. <laughs> so that will be to come. It's my husband, Kurt's always asking me like why my nails aren't painted or, you know, he likes it when my nails are painted, he, but then I'm like, I can't sit still long enough to let them dry. And it pisses me off if he's been all that time doing it. And then, like you said, something dumb ruins the whole thing. I know. And it's like, and then you don't have time to like take no. that one nail off because then at that point you're so annoyed that the stupid nail got <laughs> ruined because you touched a jacket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I think after Maria's vote, Melissa, we're going to save your win. I'm going to sneak in my life hack real quick because it's not that cool. Um, and I'm super excited to hear your win. So, um, so for my life hack for this week, um, it's kind of a mom hack, but I think you could use it no matter what phase of life you're in. When the girls were little, my sister gave me this tip where you layer your mattress sheets. Mm. So you have like a mattress protector and then your mm. fitted sheet and then a mattress mm -hmm. protector and then your fitted sheet. So like when the kids were little and they would have those blowouts up the back <laughs> that went everywhere in the middle of the night, ah. like peel the top layer, throw it in the washing machine, but then your next layer is ready to go. There. That is That's actually a really good idea, but you'd have to make them sure the mattress protector is really waterproof. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're, it's amazing. It has seriously saved my children and probably my husband in the middle of the night. One That's night. a really good idea, actually. And during those like potty training years. Yes. And, yeah. and I still like, even though the big girls are potty trained, they, I still do it because they throw up at night, you know? get sick they never throw up during the day I mean they always throw up in the middle of the night so I'm trying to think of maybe some other life stages when this might be applicable and I just keep thinking to college days <laughs> I don't I don't know about your guys's college but I don't know yes I think it could work for more than just tiny humans yes <laughs> So Melissa, what was your mom yes. waiting for the week? <laughs> so it happened, actually, it just happened tonight. Actually, while we were messaging each other, trying to figure out who was doing what and everything else, my it was happening real time during that messaging um, exchange. So my sixth grade daughter, who is my middle child, has been writing, well, she's had an essay assignment for most of the month of October. Um, it's called Patriot's Pen. I don't know. Well, you guys don't have kids who are old enough to do it. Maybe you did it while you were like high school, middle school is through the VFW organization. It's like a patriotic little essay. It's a contest. It's nationwide. So they get extra credit in their English or social studies classes if they write these little essays and with this theme, patriotic theme. So the thing came home literally a month ago saying, okay, it's due. 
end of October 31st. And I've asked her several times, have you been working on your essay? Yep. Okay. So part of it is a mom fail because I was not very proactive in, in like getting that printed off from her and going through the editing. When my first daughter did it, who these two kids are polar opposites when it comes to their schoolwork, like firstborn is very driven type A. If there's a deadline, she's going to have it done two days ahead of time. Second child, not that way. And so, but with my older daughter, she like, she would barely write a sentence without getting my input and needed me to really help her through it. And she actually had a really good essay and she placed in her school, you know, so she kind of set the bar fairly high. So next daughter comes along and mind you, the essay is due in two days. Cause when we are recording this, it is the last week of October. <laughs> and I've asked her, how's your essay? Oh, it's done. <laughs> oh, it is. yeah, it's done. <laughs> And I'm so used to my older daughter needing me to double check everything. I was like, okay, you, would you like to print that for me so that I could proofread it? And so my mom win is that I recognized that there are very different writing styles between my daughters and my current daughter's writing style is a little more free form, a little less structured. <laughs> and I took a deep breath. And was okay with it. <laughs> and for those of you who know me and know even just today possibly saw some of my editing in action. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought was it was like, money. Oh, why? <laughs> I it's a big step for me to just like not micromanage her work and just take it for what it is. And, and, you know, she doesn't care if she wins or places or it really doesn't mean anything to her to, to like have that blue ribbon essay. She just wants the extra credit points for doing it in social studies. That's all she wants. And she's met that standard. Like it's there. Yes. We worked on a few grammatical corrections, but it was very challenging for me to not like take over and essentially like rewrite the essay, which I really <laughs> wanted to do, <laughs> but I didn't, I did not. I'm so proud of you. I'm okay with it. I'm letting, I'm, it, I'm okay with it. I'm proud of you. You're good at re at like fixing things. So very good at editing. Thank you. That's what it's called. Apparently I couldn't <laughs> think of it. You're very good at editing, Melissa. I would have I would have edited that to the right word for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would have. But I said, but sometimes I what I find like and I've had to it's not my essay. It's not my words. It's her essay and it's her words. Right. And you know, the tone is what she wants it to be. And I need to respect that and I need to honor that. And exactly, you know, and, and that's what I, you know, I, I felt like, all right, I just need to, I just have to put the red pen down. I literally used a red pen. <laughs> I think maybe I missed my calling. I think I should have ventured into the literary world. Well, thank you everyone for joining us again on this episode of the DBM Divas podcast. We'd really love to hear what you think. Do you guys have drama about weekends and on call and holidays and all that or not, or let us know. You can definitely contact us on any of our social media platforms. You can find us at DVM Divas on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. DVM Divas on YouTube. 
We even have the www.dvmdivas.com. Um, and you can even reach us at admin at dvmdivas.com. So if you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this lovely podcast because it'll definitely help us out to hopefully get more interesting people to speak to. And maybe by the time this airs, we might be closer to having an announcement about stickers. Oh, oh. maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, thank you all again for joining us and we'll catch you next week as we continue to go beyond the stethoscope.